Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. This is All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 Tam. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How was your weekend? You have a good weekend? Weekend was nice and quiet, and I feel bad. I don't know if it's just when we're recording this show, but I always forget what I did for the weekend. (laughs) What I know I didn't do was watch some NASCAR on Sunday because it was no race, thanks to Mother Nature. Yeah, I know. I know you worked, right? You know what? I'm still trying to recover from Coachella. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) We talked about this like off the record and, you know, when we were doing the show, but, you know, it's amazing how you go to these festivals, Tam, and I mean, it's really draining on your body. I mean, not just Mother Nature herself with the sun beating down on you, but, you know, all the dancing and all the walking you do. I'm no spring chicken, Tam, but (laughs) I'm tired. You know what the women always say, the snapback is not as great. I can tell you as someone of age, it takes me a lot to recover. Right? I think about back in the day, my New York City days, I would walk 10 miles, then come home, change clothes, go to the club, stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning, go home, sleep for an hour, get back up, shower, get changed, and head to work. And you know, had to work to be at work at eight o'clock. Ten, I don't ten. know I'm, how I'm I could ti- do that. I'm already tired just you saying that right now. I'm like I'm exhausted already. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I will tell you when I lived in New York, it was a way of life. It wasn't no ifs ands and buts about it. That's, That's what true. you did. You partied every single day. Well, I will say this, Tam. What what made my weekend a little bit more enjoyable is uh, my Houston Rockets are up 3-1 on the OKC Thunder, so I'm okay with that. My Astros are doing fine, and it's a good day to be uh, from Houston, Texas. I'm going to be honest with you tell you that because uh, H-Town Pride is in full effect right now, Tam. I can say this about that series. It's over. (laughs) You know, a very, very good friend of mine used to play for OKC. So I've been around all those guys, with the mm-hmm. exception of Russ, because Russ never really was around. He's an interesting guy from everything that I've heard. But this is actually when James was still playing and some other players a couple of years ago. Right, right. And I can tell you, KD did right by leaving. And Russ, he played himself by staying. I, he has something to prove. But like Colin Coward on Fox Sports 1 said today, he said, look around you. The loyal guys are unhappy. And I think Russ is going to be unhappy. Like the team is not equipped to win. And that is pretty much that. You're on a team uh with losers. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I think we can both agree. And we'll get into some NASCAR talk here in a minute. But uh, just to close that up, I do have to say I'm a fan of the game itself, just like I am with all the other ones. But, uh, you know, I look at Russell Westbrook. And it's a shame because this guy's really, really talented. Like, this guy can pl- just flat out play, but you're right. The surrounding supporting cast is just like not what it was and not what it used to be. And I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's just doing everything, Tam. He's doing everything. He's doing everything else, uh, probably other than coaching. One thing I will say about Russ, I think Russ is misunderstood. I do think on some levels, his personality is what it is. But I also think he's misunderstood. And I do think he is doing everything that he can. It's like you can push a rock, 
up a hill, but if you don't have the strength, the rock is going to roll back down on you. Yeah, yeah, that's and a good point. That's what type of situation he's in. I knew years ago when James Harden left, it was a wrap. They got rid of James Harden. Then they got rid of, uh, what was the young guy? Um, I can't, Reggie. They got rid of Reggie. Yeah. It just was too much going on. Like, Serge Ibaka left. Like, dude, you got rid of Serge Ibaka? Yeah. Who blocked all the shots? Yeah. So you think about that team. You got rid of Reggie, KD, James, and Serge. That's it. And speaking of that, and we will definitely jump into some NASCAR talk after this, but question to you as a NBA fan, Clippers, is it time to break up that trio? Yeah, I think it is. I think you can see the frustration of just the players in general always getting hurt, whether it's Chris Paul's wrist, Chris Paul's hand, Blake Griffin's body in general. Blake Griffin seems to be just one of those guys who's a really good player, just injury prone. I think we can all agree with that. I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to see that he's been injured since he came into the league. Now, don't get me wrong, Tam, a very good player, but this team just seems to can't be all together when it matters the most, and that's in the playoffs. And um, that's frustrating as a fan to see. Imagine how these guys feel. Okay, so on that note, let's jump into some frustration that yep. is NASCAR. Right. Because depending on who you are a fan of, Monday's race went great or it went terribly wrong. We all know that there was a rain delay on Sunday, which postponed the race until Monday. Many people did not have an opportunity to see the race because as all the people on Twitter were saying they got work on Monday. And for <laughs> yeah. all those who didn't have work, they had a hard time trying to figure out what channel the race was on. And we'll talk about that a little later. So what did you think about Bristol? You know what? I enjoyed the race. I like Bristol. You know, I like that little short track myself personally. I had no problem watching the race. I thought it was uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, I mean, I knew going in. At the beginning when this race started and even during the race, we weren't going to see, you know, a whole lot of people in those stands. I kind of knew that from the get-go because it's a Monday. I knew people had to work. And even if you had to work, were you going to watch it? Exactly. Like, what channel is it on? I think people just kind of had to resort to what you just said. They had to resort to, to getting on Twitter to kind of follow the race, which is, it's okay, but it's fu- it's a little frustrating too because you want to watch it as opposed to just looking it up and, and following it on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, NASCAR actually, the race was on. You can listen on the radio on the Motor Racing Network. And I believe it was on Fox Go app. And if you have the other application on your phone, you can not necessarily, well, they do blow by blow for NASCAR. But, you know, again, if you're at work, how can you watch the race? Now, one thing I will say, when I used to work at Direct TV, I had a TV on my desk, so I watched everything. In fact, I got to work. I had my programs that I watched from the time I got to work till the time I left. I scheduled my lunch around TV. But that's one of the perks of working for a company like Direct TV. Not everyone at Direct TV was fortunate enough to have a TV on their desk, but depending on what department you worked in, it definitely was happening. Right. If so that you makes obviously sense. worked in a good area. You, I you worked in a department like that, right? that had a TV. But in any event, so how about your guy, Jimmy Johnson, who won the race? He wasn't <sighs> our prediction. I didn't right. see it coming, especially considering that Jimmy just won the race. I did not see him doing back to back. But now, like Brad Keselowski, he actually has won two races this year. So 
Are you feeling as if Jimmy is headed to become Mr. Eight Time? You know, I can't remember who made the comment, but, and I don't remember which one of the three uh, said it in the booth, but I remember hearing one of them say, is this the point in time of the season where you thought Jimmy, he wasn't going to win a race at all this season? And then you, you see him win a race. And then you go, is this the time where Jimmy Johnson just rattles off several wins in a row and then he can't be stopped? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, that's a that's a very good point. Because once Jimmy wins one race, it's very unusual that he doesn't win another one or at least another three, like in a small frame, like the next three out of the five. You know what I mean? So it's possible that we could be looking at Mr. Eight Time here. Right now, he's feeling it. He's on fire. I did not see it coming. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure, again, what happened to Kyle Larson. But I really thought, okay, the young guy. I can't say that a part of me thought that Kyle Larson was going to win. But I definitely did not see Jimmy coming. You know, Hamlin was up there for a second. I was like, okay, Hamlin. Hamlin was making me look really good there for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, but then I was like, where did Jimmy come from? And then then there was a point of me, too, that really was like, okay, Martin Truex, I see you. Because, in fact... What Kyle Larson won stage one. If Kyle Larson led 125 laps of this race. Yeah, he had a really good race. And he, I know he got a, a speeding penalty, which was crazy because he was in the number one slot because mm-hmm. he sat on the pole. So how do you get a speeding penalty when you're in the number one pit stall? No. It is mind boggling. But a lot of drivers were victims of speeding on pit road, which was well, kind of crazy. Think you're right. And I think the penalty that Truex got late in the last segment, I think that hurt Truex more than anything else. Because if you're going to get a speeding penalty, you might as well get it at the beginning of the race, or at least maybe the middle of the race, but you definitely want to get it at the beginning of the race. You don't want to get it in the third segment and towards the end of the race like Truex did. I think that's what hurt Truex more than anything else. Truex, he won the second stage. So we're going to break down this stage racing in a bit because I want to talk about points. Right. And before I even get into that, I want to break down the top 10. Top 10 from Bristol, Jimmy Johnson won. And who was number two? Oh, you want to know who was number two, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure who number two was. You know, I couldn't, I could, I was looking at the number and I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) As Shannon Sharp says, he always says, LeBron James, I'm going to say Clint Boyer. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Clint Boyer. I almost freaked out. I, I, you text me right at the end of the race, and I will be honest with you. It's Monday. Renee, Mondays are difficult. <laughs> so to have a race on a Monday is crazy because I'm trying to do some work. And if I've never mentioned this to our listeners, I actually work from home. I never really talk about my job. We know what you do, Renee. One day, I guess maybe next episode, I'll break down exactly what I do. Just remind me. Okay. But I'm trying to get some work done. I got the boob tube going on. And for those who don't know what the boob tube is, it's a slang word for TV because I'm watching NASCAR. And I see Clint and I immediately I'm paralyzed. I couldn't type. I couldn't talk. I was like, Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I was, so, I was rooting for that guy. So go ahead. Let's finish out the top two. Yeah. Okay. So Jimmy Johnson won first place. Clint Boyer, number two. Kevin Harvick, three. Matt Kenseth, fourth. Joy Logano, fifth. Kyle Larson, six. Chase Elliott, who actually had a quiet day. I don't recall hearing his name very much. He came in seventh. And Martin Truex Jr. came in eighth. 
Ricky Stenhouse, am I eating my words? If I'm not mistaken, didn't I say last week or week before last that he wouldn't get any more top 10 finishes? Yeah, you you did. Okay, I'm eating my words. Yum, yum, yum. Do you hear that? (laughs) Yum, yum, Okay, Ricky Stenhouse surprisingly came in ninth, and Denny Hamlin came in 10th. Well, at least he came in 10th, Danny. Thank you very much for at least coming in the top 10. And Matt Kenseth, he's on the verge of a breakout. My Quiet Assassin is there. He came in 4th, as I said, but he's on the verge of something. Well, he had a pretty decent race, to be honest with you. He really did. Now, some notable names that I feel compelled to mention. Kurt Busch, he wasn't on the lead lap when he finished, but he finished in 25th. And Brad Keselowski, who also wasn't on the lead lap, finished in 34th. Kyle Busch did not finish the race. Mm -hmm. He came in 35th. Danica, as we know, did not finish either. She came in 36th. And we'll talk a little bit about her in a bit because her name has been coming up a little bit more than usual. Junior. Dale Junior. We all know. And if you don't know, go watch the race. And more importantly, go to NASCAR.com and look for the video of Dale Junior pushing his car. That, to me, was everything. And... For those that don't know, as I always like to say, I think that's one of my favorite things. Okay, just brief interruption. If you listen to this show, there are some things I like to say. I always say, if you don't know, I always say, nonetheless, and something else. Those are like my catchphrases. So again, if you don't know and if you haven't seen it, go check out the video on NASCAR.com and maybe I'll try to post it to our Instagram account of Dale Jr. pushing his car with his team or after the race. I thought that was a nice gesture because he is Dale Jr. He is a driver. He didn't have to get out and help the crew push the car to the garage after he hit the wall. And last but not least, and I guess I kind of said this out of order, Blaney, who was doing so well, the young guy was doing really well. He came in 33rd. Wow. I know that's pretty crazy. And we haven't did a Three Amigos update in a while. Our three amigos, which consist of Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, and Ty Dillon, they didn't do too bad. All three of them came in the top 20. Ty Dillon came in 15th. Daniel Suarez came in 18th. And Eric Jones came in 17th. And that young guy, he's actually stepping up. Yeah, he, he's not too shabby. He, yeah, he, he's doing more than I really anticipated. So keep an eye on him in the upcoming weeks. Oh, yeah. With that all being said... Now, I am going to get into the standings. Oh, the standings. There we go. Okay, I'm going to get into the standings because this is all intertwined. Larson is still number one. Mm -hmm. And he is leading all drivers in points. Why this is very interesting, and we talked about this last episode, but we need to talk about it again. Jimmy Johnson and Brad Keselowski are the only drivers to actually win two races this year. We've had a total of eight races so far, Mm -hmm. and Jimmy's won two, Brad Keselowski won, Larson won, Truex won, Ryan won, and Kurt Busch has also won a race. Now, why that's worth noting is because the standings don't necessarily reflect that. You would think that Brad Keselowski and Jimmy Johnson would be in number one, number one, two, respectively, two. and, and exactly. not maybe in that order. But yeah, you would think that they'd be the top two. No, they're not because this whole stage racing. Larson's in one. Chase Elliott, who has not even won a race, is in second. Martin Truex Jr. is in third. Joy Logano, fourth. Brad Keselowski, fifth. Jimmy Johnson, sixth. Jamie McMurray, 7th, 
my man Clint Boyer, eighth, Kevin Harvick, ninth, and Ryan Blaney is holding on to that 10th spot. I did mention Kurt and Ryan in the top 10. Although they both won the race, Ryan is actually, as in Ryan Newman, is 14th and Kurt Busch is 18th. So as the season goes on and we have more first-time winners, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out with the points and the standings. I wonder if there's like some kind of way, Tam, if you've won multiple races and it's obvious that you have a better record than, let's take, for example, Jimmy and Brad here. I wonder if like NASCAR could just somehow go, you know what? Well, there's an exception. If you want multiple races, you automatically go up to the top. And then as the season goes on, when people win multiple races, then you factor in all the points together. Am I making any sense here? I don't know. You're making perfect sense, but it wasn't written at the beginning of the season. So it's not going to happen. However, your diehard NASCAR conspiracy theorist fans will say, NASCAR is going to find a way to make what you just said happen because they want Jimmy to win. Well, I I don't think it'll happen. So probably not. But like I can sense my frustration and you can kind of hear it as I'm talking and I'm trying to, you know, explain like what I'm what I'm saying. And I can only imagine that, you know, NASCAR fans in general and even our listeners got to be just as frustrated as as I am. They have to be. Fans seem to like stage racing. I don't it doesn't bother me. It's kind of like road courses. I don't really care for them. (laughs) And I feel kind of the same way about stage racing. At the end of the day, it should matter who wins the race. But these standings that I just read off is proven that it doesn't necessarily matter. It'll all play itself out towards the end of the season if somebody gets in. Uh, For instance, if we have more winners and it pushes the standings and somebody doesn't get in that should get in. It'll all play itself out towards the end. So at this moment, I don't think there's cause to be concerned because example, Kyle Larson is winning and he's won a race, but that doesn't mean he's going to win a championship. Right. So we'll see how it all plays out. I want to go back to your guy, Junior. You saw the video. What did you think? I think this just goes to show what kind of character Dale Jr. has just as as a person. And I think it's the small things that you see, like him getting out, pushing his car, and helping his crew push the car back to the garage. It's little things like that where you just look at Jr. and you go, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. This, this is why he's the face of NASCAR. This is why he's the most popular driver in the sport right now. It's just, it's the small little things like that. Now, winning, yes, we always like it when, when Jr. wins. I mean, who, who doesn't like it when Jr. wins? Uh, I, I mean, I, Jimmy Johnson's my guy, but I like when J- Jr. wins. Everybody likes when Jr. wins. It's just like, a, it's just like a happy day, <laughs> but it's just the small things like that, Tam, that I think just shows what kind of character and what kind of person he is. He's just an awesome individual. I think it's safe to say that Junior's popularity and how can I say this? Yeah, people loved him because of his dad, but I think now people love him because of who he is and the type of guy he is. Right. Is that fair to say? I think it's completely fair to say. I think enough time has passed on where they can actually start really liking Junior for Junior. Yeah, I think a new fan will come in this sport. Obviously, they've heard of Dale Jr., but, you know, he's not winning. But I do think a new fan coming in the sport could easily latch on and become a junior fan and understand why this guy is Dale Jr. Yeah. Okay. You know, it just goes back to show you how 
you look at NASCAR and somebody who probably doesn't know NASCAR, if you just ask them to name one driver that they knew, more than likely they're going to say Dale Jr. And we've said this and we've talked about this before, but then you go back to uh, if you were to ask Jimmy Johnson, you know, would he be offended by that? I don't think he would be offended at all. Why would why would he be? I mean, I, I, Jimmy Johnson gets it. A natural fan would know that, but a, not a real NASCAR fan. Maybe they might say their favorite driver, but hey, man, that's just, it's just the way it is. And I'm okay with Dale Jr. being the face of NASCAR. Well, I think to some degree, Jimmy suffers a lot from the LeBron syndrome. People hate a winner. People don't really have a reason to hate LeBron, but they hate him because he's a winner. Right. And I do think that Jimmy suffers from that. We talked about this last season, how everybody was a Martin Truex Jr. fan until he started winning. Yeah. That, that. And once he started winning, <laughs> then everybody. I mean, like, I don't get people sometimes. The world people, of sports. Yeah. People just don't like winners. They do yeah. and they don't. Just kind of on a complete side note, Kobe, for that matter. Yeah. People love to hate Kobe. And I have some personal experiences and stories with Kobe. I can tell you, Kobe's can be a bit of an asshole. But I can say that because I've interacted with Kobe. But for other people who haven't interacted with him, you only know what you see on TV. I had back surgery and I used to go to physical therapy. And I think I mentioned this, but at my physical therapy facility every day, I used to work out James Worthy, Magic Johnson, uh, Serena Williams would come in there, a bunch of baseball players from Robert Fick, just, I mean, you name it, they came in there. Derek Fisher, everybody. So I have some conversations and personal experiences with a, more than a few athletes chit-chatting it and chumping it up <laughs> every day at therapy. And I can tell you, Kobe is a, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. One last thing I do want to mention, I want to shout out one of our Twitter followers, Graydon Bunn, tweeted a photo of her son and her. she tweeted this photo and we have to do something really special for him. I've got to figure out what, what I can get and give to him. But I tweeted from our Twitter account, who else misses Greg Biffle? Yeah. And Graydon... And I believe Graydon is a woman only because it's Graydon Jessica, but it's also Graydon Bun. So forgive me if it's a man and not a woman, but I'm assuming it is a, a woman. She tweeted us that this little guy sure does. And that was a picture of a little boy with a number 16 hat on and a gray biffle number 16 shirt. And he has all his die cast cars lined up. That's awesome. And yeah, I can't make out what all the cars are, but I do see that a couple of them. Oh, in fact, I believe all five of them are number 16 cars with different paint schemes. Wow. So that is very special. And she also responded and said he likes driver Ryan Reed in the NXS. And then she says he misses Biff a lot. I noticed him taking a shine to Kyle Larson. Kyle mm -hmm. Larson racing. So that's awesome to see the young fans. He looks like he may be seven. Okay, who else do we need to talk about? We need to talk about a little bit of Danica Patrick is what we need to do. Oh, Danica. Not Danica fans, but we're not Danica haters. Right, exactly. Danica's been in the news and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff been swirling around Tam, as you know, about uh, her whole, is her career coming to an end? Is she going to retire soon? 
a lot of this stuff has been swirling around. And obviously in the race at Bristol, she didn't get to finish the race because of uh, she wrecked out. And and and, I, and by all means, this wasn't her fault by any means. This was just uh, David Reagan trying to, for some reason, uh, do a magic trick, you know, <laughs> on the track today. And, and it just... And I don't know what his reasoning or what or what or what he thought he could do, but obviously it was some sort of David Blaine magic trick he could do with his car and get it in between <laughs> Danica and and his teammate. But it, it didn't happen. Either way it goes, he wrecked her out. She didn't get to finish the race. But with, with all that being said, that Tam, as you know, the focal point here is really just the story's just swirling around. Is she gonna retire soon? Is she not gonna retire soon? I don't know. Me personally, it seems like she's kind of leaning towards that, but I don't know. She's kind of a hard, she's kind of a hard book to read sometimes. Yeah, I do remember. I don't know if you read the article, but I do recall seeing something today or yesterday about some Danica Patrick story. Did you read that article? Uh, I did not. I don't want to speculate because I didn't read the article. Let me see if I can find it really quick and I will tell you guys. Because she's literally just been in the news left and right, left and right. It's been a lot of stuff yeah. about her. I know, you know she had gave an interview and she discussed Ricky Stenhouse, retirement, uh -huh. some other things. Let's see. I found the article. So this article is on Charlotte Observer. I will say this, Tam. You know, with the whole incident that she had on the track and, and getting wrecked out, uh, you know, now they have a lot of these protocols where they have to go through the concussion protocols as well as Dale Jr. had to do the same thing as well. I know this goes back to a lot of what Danica has said in the past, just in, in general about driving and the whole concussion thing and just, you know, how dangerous it is driving, you know, stock car racing and stuff like that. And I totally get that. And even just from a woman's point of view, uh, and speaking of Danica, I can probably imagine that she takes it more seriously than anything else because as we mentioned in a previous podcast, I mean, here here is somebody who is still possibly maybe even contemplating having a family at some point. And I still think that weighs, you know, heavily a lot on things that she talks about, whether it's talking about her career, whether it's talking about her relationship with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And, you know, all, I think just all of those factors. I would have no problem if she decided to uh, step away from racing sooner than, than maybe we all think. I would have no problem with that. I found that story. And just to kind of chime in on what you just said, mm -hmm. the author of this story, which appears on Charlotte Observer, uh, his name is Tom Sorison. He actually writes, quote, I don't think Patrick will ever win a cup race, but she's been good for the sport. When people look at a sporting event for a TV show, they want to see somebody who looks like them. I was at Daytona in 2012 when Patrick made her Daytona 500 debut and again in 2013 when she won the pole. The latter became the Danica 500 and some drivers resented the hype. Others brought their young daughters to meet Danica. The daughters asked if they could. Very interesting point. Wow. Yeah, that's a very good, very good statement. Yeah, I, I want to add one other thing to that. We took a Twitter poll. This is just all coincidentally. We didn't plan on talking about Danica. It just kind of lined up the way it lined up. Mm -hmm. But Danica got out the car after her wreck at Bristol. And she just was distraught, but emotionless. If you can be both of those things at the same time, something just didn't feel right. We posted to our Twitter account a simple question. How long before Danica retires from NASCAR? 
The results were surprising. Do you know 10% said in two years, 2% said in three years, 66% said hopefully soon, and 22% of those who responded said don't want to see her go. That's pretty crazy that 66% said hopefully soon. (laughs) Now, what was also very interesting was the comments. Our good friend, good friend of the show, Angela, Angie V underscore 88 on Twitter. She said, wow, those results are harsh. I have to agree with her. Now, granted, we posted the question and we gave them the options, but I didn't expect it to go like that. Well, then I'm going to assume had... that 66% of that were all men. <laughs> well, we also had a commenter write, you can think anything you want, but nobody can say she ain't tough. Most of them dudes would have run home crying to mommy. That's an interesting comment. And then we had a complete opposite comment. This commenter wrote, complete waste of car. Maybe she should try being a monster energy girl. Ouch. That's just kind of rude. That is rude. Although. Oh, and and you know who wrote that comment? I just realized because he changed his Twitter avatar. That's one of our followers, Marcus, who chimes in on everything. And he usually always has something great to say about Danica. So I'm assuming he was joking. He might have been, but you know what's funny is that I was just about to say, you know what, as harsh as that might have sounded, I wouldn't mind seeing her dressed up as a monster energy. <laughs> okay, we're going to change the topic on that note. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about, should we talk about Kyle versus Goodyear because... No, we need to get into that because, um, you know, Tam, I think this kind of plays into kind of what we we talk about, the, the dangers of racing. And the reason why I think this kind of ties into it is because for some reason, as of late, Kyle Busch has been having an issue with the tires on his car, which are supplied by Goodyear. And they seem to be blowing up at the wrong times. And Kyle's defense, he did mention in his his post-race uh, interview saying that he doesn't know what the problem is, but all the other cars in his group don't seem to have a problem. That's an interesting statement because if, if all the other cars are doing fine, what what is it about Kyle's car that's for some reason these tires can't hold on to the end of the race? Could it be the setup, the way his crew is setting it up? I mm-hmm. don't know. It's crazy. One thing that comes to mind with Kyle Busch's post-race comments are the fact that he's been very crucial of Goodyear. Mm-hmm. And we already know if this was the NBA and you were talking crap about the refs, or even I believe the NFL as well, you're yeah. fined. Mm-hmm. But NASCAR is like whatever. I don't think, do they ever issue penalties if you talk crap? I you mean, clearly, Kyle Bush socked yeah, Joy Logano in the face and they didn't issue a penalty. So I don't even know why I asked that question. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I've never known for, for that to have happened. So I don't think so. I don't know what the issue is, but he has had a bunch of ironic, if you can use that word, Mm. situations with his tires blowing up. And considering what he went through a couple of years ago with hitting the wall in Daytona and breaking his foot and his leg, I would be concerned and I probably would have something to say as well. Kyle Busch doesn't hold his tongue for anybody. And I don't think I would in this situation either because, you know, they're dangers to racing and something as simple as a tire going out can have a chain reaction, whether it's hitting the wall or things of that nature. So while we're on the topic of dangers of racing, this is not NASCAR related, but there have been a few incidents in the last week or two that are worth noting. There was an 11 year old boy who 
actually died from an accident in kart racing. He died on a track that's owned by two-time Formula One champion Fernando Alonso, who rightfully so is devastated. It's really sad because this 11-year-old, he probably, all he wanted to do with his life was probably race and his life was cut short after the cart flipped and fell on top of him. Our condolences to him and his family. There was another incident with a British teenager who had his legs amputated after a F4 crash. So not Formula One, but F4. Racing is is dangerous. Two two horrible stories, Tim. Yeah, two horrible Uh. stories. So Kyle can be mad as far as I'm concerned about Goodyear. Yeah. But, you know, who's to say it's really Goodyear? It could be something that the team is doing. Yeah. So it is that time of the show where it is... Time for our fan comment of the week, as well as some predictions. There we go. Let's do it. Well, let's jump right into our fan comment of the week. Boy, it was so much said, but I'm going to jump straight to the gusto. There is an article on awfulannouncing.com that talks about Fox, a Fox affiliate. They bumped the NASCAR race at Bristol, which was rescheduled to Monday. They bumped it. To air, well, they did. They didn't bump it. They just didn't air it because they aired the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> oh, God. So people were up in arms about, <laughs> and this is in the Bay Area. Can you so imagine were as a NASCAR arms. fan, you turn on that channel because you just want to watch some NASCAR racing, and then you just Wendy Williams just comes on, and you're like, "What? What am I watching?" <laughs> well. You know, hey, people love Wendy. Yeah. There were a couple of comments, but one comment in particular that I've wanted to read is just straight. I think it's all of what, seven or eight words. Somebody left a comment on the article and said NASCAR had a good run. So did beach volleyball. That's one of those ouch statements. And I say that because when I worked at Hilton corporate office, beach volleyball was something that we sponsored and everybody and on my team and brand marketing is to say, why do we sponsor beach volleyball? And then the beach volleyball association, or I forgot the exact words, or the, the name of it, but they folded and then there was no more. And then we pulled out our sponsorship. So once we did that, it, that was a wrap for beach volleyball. If you live in California, beach volleyball, I guess is a big thing, but who cares about beach volleyball really? But I don't feel the same way as the commenter said about NASCAR. Yeah. I do think that there are some issues when it comes to figuring out what channel the race is on. But I don't think that NASCAR has reached the state of beach volleyball by any means. Yeah. I jumped over to the NASCAR Reddit board and just so happened the article was posted there and there were a bunch of comments over there. And really quickly, just to read a couple, somebody says, what do you expect from Fox? They do this SHIT all the time mm-hmm. from moving races from Fox to Fox Sports 1 to Fox Sports 2. Another commenter wrote, 15 years ago, if this happened, unholy hell would be raised, even in areas not traditionally a NASCAR hotbed. Today, sad to say, that's how far NASCAR has sunk. I can't recall this kind of deal happening at least recently. Mm-hmm. Then one person also wrote, so I missed the race, but based on the amount of salt in this thread, it's safe to say or safe to assume JJ won. So that was actually a complete side note with the comment. Yeah, That was, there's a whole thread about people being upset about JJ winning. So NASCAR fans are always upset about something today. 
Monday after the race. They're upset about the race not coming on Fox in certain markets because they aired the Wendy Williams show. And then there are a bunch of fans salty about J.J. winning. Winning. Uh, And just to kind of elaborate on that and add one more additional comment to the whole J.J. salty situation. Somebody writes, as much as I hope it doesn't happen, I think it's inevitable that Jamie Johnson overtakes Jeff Gordon's 93 wins. He just hasn't slowed down in the same way Gordon did after about age 35. 100 wins and maybe even overtaking Pearson for second on the all-time list isn't out of the question either. Yeah. So I can read so many more comments, but I won't in the sake of time because I know you guys are like, what? But You want to get to some predictions. (laughs) Yes. NASCAR fans are salty always about something. But we love our racing. Yeah, we sure do. Okay. That that we do. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. So, Renee, it is time for some predictions. We are time for some predictions. Oh, my goodness. And so, oh, you got? Well, let's see here. I know last week I said one of those JGR guys was going to win it. And surprisingly, I, I almost thought that I was going to be correct for the third week in a row. But Denny Hamlin thought that he did not want me to look as good. So he became intent, which is I'm glad that he just came in the top 10, at least. He made me look good. Kenseth still had a good race. And I'm still thinking that these JGR guys are going to bust out. And somebody, somebody, one of these guys. So for the second consecutive week, Tam, I'm going to bank that one of these guys is going to win this race. Now, it's who I think is going to win this race. And I'm going to say, because you you said something earlier in the show. And I immediately was already thinking about my predictions before we even started the show. And when you said his name, I was like, that's usually how I go by some some of my predictions. And when you said his name, I was like, you know what? I'm going with him this week and I'm going to stick to it. Matt Kenseth is going to win this race. I really feel like when you said it earlier, he's just, he's due for a breakout. He's like that silent assassin that you don't hear his name a whole lot, but then all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and then it's just like, Matt Kenseth. I'm going with Matt Kenseth to win this race. Now, my dark horse, I want to pick Jimmy Johnson. I really, really believe that Jimmy is going to rattle off just another slew of races, but it ain't going to be three weeks in a row. Matt Kenseth is going to win this race and my dark horse, believe it or not, I'm picking Joey Logano to be my dark horse. You said the magic number, number three. Let me give you our past 10, and I'm going to tell you why Renee unknowingly said the magic number, number three. Our past 10. We race twice in Richmond Mm -hmm. each year. Typically in April and September. Years ago, it was May and September. But now it's April and September. So I'm going to read you our past 10 winners for the April race in Richmond. 2016, mm-hmm. that man called Edwards. You know what? Edwards, come back. No That's kidding. all I have God. to say on that. Edwards, Biffle, geez, where, where are you guys? Yeah, come back. 2015, Kurt Busch. 2014, Joey Logano. 2013, Kevin Harvick. 2012, Kyle Busch. 2011, Kyle Busch. 2010, Kyle Busch. 2009, Kyle Busch. 2008, Boyer. 2007 Johnson. Those are your past 10. Now getting to that magic number, number three, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr. And Denny Hamlin are all three-time winners at Richmond. Wow. Again, that's Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr., Denny Hamlin, 
are all three-time winners at Richmond. That guy Kyle Bush, though, he's a four-time winner in Richmond. And Matt Kenseth actually has won a couple of times. Your guy, your pick. Mm-hmm. He he won his first race at Richmond in 2002, and he won his last race at Richmond in 2015. So that's not too long ago. No. But it definitely was some years in between his first and his last <laughs> win. So just a little bit of Xfinity history. Kyle Busch, that guy, all he does is win and dominates the Xfinity races. Kyle Busch is a six-time winner in the Xfinity races at Richmond. Believe it or not, Kevin Harvick is also a six-time winner. Dale Jr. is a four-time winner in Xfinity races at Richmond. And Brad Keselowski is a three-time winner. Oh, Brad. Yeah, he's a three-time winner in the Xfinity races at Richmond. Now that you have some history... And you have why I said the number three may be a magical number going into next week's races. I'm going to give you my predictions. (laughs) I'm stuck on Clint right now. I don't know. I know you are. Yeah. You know, it's just like when I have my thing for Tony, I rooted for Tony every week. I'm not that silly where I'm going to root for Clint every week. And not that (laughs) Clint is not capable of winning. I'm just saying. Clint's only actually won one time in Richmond. But because he's won that one time and he's coming off the heels of a second place win. And when he talked to the reporters after the race, he didn't, he wasn't his normal goofy self. He was a little bit serious, like, damn, I could have won that race. I'm going to go with him as my dark horse. Okay. Now my pick, I'm sticking with Matt Kenseth. I don't know. I just feel like Matt Kenseth is on the verge of a breakthrough. Although I kind of feel Jimmy Johnson is about to run off a few more races. but Exactly, right? Like, yeah, I just have that feeling. Oh, but there you have it. Matt Kenseth is my pick and my dark horse to win at Richmond is that man, Clint Boyer. Ah, and there you go. There are the picks and those are the predictions that we have. If you guys have a uh, a winner that you, you would like for us to know or, and let all the other listeners know about, please hit us up on our social media. Tweet us, Instagram us, and Facebook us. You can find us at turns no breaks that's at turns no breaks let us know who you think is going to win this weekend let us know who your dark horse is and uh tam where can they find you you can find me at i am sincerely tam across the board and i'm going to do renee a favor because i just like to talk you can also find renee across the boards on all social at it's Mm -hmm. renee garcia Mm -hmm. that's the one she knows me very well, inside and out. She even knows my... Uh, my well, I don't know <laughs> you inside and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean like that, but, you know, she does well, know that, me I think well. the listeners know what you mean. <laughs> right, right. I do want to tell our listeners, and I, and I love telling you guys that listen in, please share our podcast with uh, friends, uh, other NASCAR fans that you know, and please turn them on to our uh, podcast. We love and we appreciate all the support. We love and appreciate all the interaction that we do with you, whether it's... Uh, on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram or any of our social media, and I can speak for Tam as well, please go and subscribe to our show. Please write a comment. Leave, leave us a review. It really, really does help. It helps uh, our show. We want to reach all the NASCAR fans that we would like. And, and we're we're fans. You know, this podcast, Tam, we always say this each and every week. This podcast is a podcast for fans, by fans. And we love NASCAR just as much as you do. And For Tam, for myself, thank you once again, and we will see you here again next week. Be kind to each other. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 